The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Hey MJ, you're not going to believe it. What? I've done it again, nine tips. <laughs> you are I'm, the kiss of death. I am on fire. Because I, I, you know I actually write for the kiss of death on the Herald Sun. Is that you? That is me. I didn't know that. Yeah. So wow. people, You're full pe- of surprises. People ridicule me all the time. And they mm. say, mate, you, what are you doing? Well, you you, pick, why, why would you pick Brisbane against Sydney? Well, but, you know. I think you've picked, what, seven this week? I've got seven. Wow. Yeah. So well, that's an impressive week of tipping on my behalf. Incredible weekend of football. Not only are you the kiss of death, you've yep. actually brought some stats to the table. I've got a very good stat for What you. is it? And you're a bit of a stat hound. You I like love stats. stats. So every team that won this weekend mm. was below on the ladder to the team they defeated. Wow. First time in history. VFL, AFL history. All nine teams were below on the ladder. That it is w- incredible. That's amazing. And it just capped off what was, what was a very weird and quirky weekend of footy, which Absolutely. we're going to cover later in the show. But coming up next, we're talking yeah. China. There's been some massive developments today. There's a game of AFL happening in China next weekend. Can you believe it? Next Sunday. And there's developments during the Sunday rub. We need to talk about those. Yep. And we need to talk about stuff that Rodney Eade said last night after the game. Bombshells. Absolute bombshells. Because the AFL is headed to China. They're heading to China. That's coming up next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. We were just talking about it. It was upsets galore this weekend. Upsets galore. Weird week of footy. No one knew it was going on. But next week could be even weirder. Yeah. Because there is a game in China. In China. In China next week. There's a game in Shanghai this week. The footy news cycle moves so quickly that we've got to focus on the fact that there is a football game. I feel it really snuck under the radar. And maybe because the radar was covered in smog. I don't know. (laughs) But I really did not realise this had come up so quickly. And yeah, yeah, obviously there's a lot of conspiracy and a lot of debate over the jumper. Mm -hmm. Of course, Koshi was upset that they're going to be wearing their red jumper, which resembles very closely the flag of China. Well, that's right. And because the weird thing is Port Adelaide weren't able to sell one of their home games. Yep. So the AFL had to go to one of their babies to get the Gold Coast to sell their home game. Yep. Gold Coast said, I want to wear the red and... Our red and yellow jumper because it's our home game. It's our home game. But that's the national colours of China. Of China. Yep. So Koshi was pissed off. China. Yep. Uh, The cash cow was angry. He Mm. came out swinging. And then they had that photo shoot with the koala and the, uh, I think think it was a panda. Yeah, and the panda was wearing a a Gold Coast jersey and all hell's broken loose. But that's the least of the problems. Because now that is just, that's been pushed all the way down. We're now six days away from this happening. Yep. Rodney Ede went on the rub this afternoon with Howie, Duck, Ruzi, Schwatter and Jay-Z. Yep, the Triple M rub, of course. That's right. And they asked him about how the team is actually logistically going to get there. And I yep. think it's fair to say that Rodney Ede wasn't too happy about it. I guess you can't get a direct flight there. You know, by the time we leave here, catch a bus to Brisbane and be there a couple of hours early, it would be about 20 hours, 21 hours by the time we get there. So not many players are in business. So uh, an exit rose and all that sort of thing. So the tall players... So no one's flying business class. Yeah, which I think is chaos. For considering the two captains, mm. Tom Lynch and Stephen May, they're well over six foot. They'd be six four at the very least. Yeah, and I'm as someone who's six two basically. I'm mm. like relatively tall as far as the average population goes. Not just having a standard economy seat on a flight to China. To China, that, that would be. <laughs> you need to be quick with these Trump grabs. China. <laughs> there we go. That would be really annoying if I had a game of footy coming up in six days. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's not a Kentucky tour. No. This is, a you know, blokes who are on, you know, in Ablett's case, over a million a year. Yeah. Most of the players are probably on over 200,000. Yeah. I, and it's a business trip. This isn't some student discount trip. This no. is professional athletes. They haven't gone down to student flights there in yeah. Little Burke Street. No, they haven't gone to SCA travel. No, they haven't. Yeah. This is a 
professional organisation that are shoving them in economy. Exactly. Not impressed at all. Not not to mention the fact they can't get a direct flight, so they need to drive to Brisbane, yeah. which is its own trip in, in itself. Mm. It's about the same time you'd take to fly to Sydney. Yeah. And then you got it's a day of, oh, I'm, I'm blowing up on the on behalf of the Gold Coast here. And that's why Rodney Ede was so frustrated when he spoke on Triple M this afternoon. Yeah. He didn't stop there. It gets worse. He's now, he said that he's not going to take players, any player that suffers from a respiratory condition. Breathing problems. Yeah, asthma and the like. Yeah. That smog you talk about, hopefully there's no respiratory problems. We we won't take any players who have got asthma or have got some respiratory, respiratory problems anyway. That is absolutely staggering news. It is. That there are players on the list who may not play because of the conditions. Because of a scheduling issue from the yeah. AFL. It's crazy. And... I can tell you there's some big names that have played and currently play football that have asthma. I know for a fact Ben Cousins and Nigel Lappin, who were icons of the game from, the, from mm. 10 years ago, and then Tex Walker. He from, suffers from, from asthma as well. So if Adelaide were playing there, they couldn't take their captain. Mm. And Gold Coast have been travelling fairly nicely. Yep. If they miss the eight by one game because yep. they're not fielding their best game because they have to ha- take a 24-hour trip to China. Yeah. And drop a couple of players. We don't oh. know who it is. They could, they could be dropping three of their best players for if, all we know. If there were any Gold Coast supporters, they'd be furious. <laughs> uh, please call in. If <laughs> yeah, we'll take your call now. We'll definitely take your call, whoever now, it is out there. And not you've done a lot of research for this segment. I have. And you've done your best Jane Bun, and you're actually looking into the weather conditions over in China on the weekend. Yeah. And it's fair to say it's not looking good. So it's not just smog. This mm. isn't just your run-of-the-mill uh, Saturday smog. This no. is an actual weather phenomenon that has been caused by a sandstorm. Yeah, and so there is a sandstorm that is sweeping through Shanghai. Mm. The weather's going to be 31 degrees. There's going to be a lot of dust around, and it increases air pollution because of the sandstorm. And apparently it's going to be really, really tough to play footy. Is that right? It's just going to be, visibility's going to be down. There's just going to be a lot of stuff in the air, of course, because of the sandstorm. And it's not like yeah. you know, if it was in Melbourne, you could move it and play it at Etihad, yeah. where it was undercover. You can't just whack it under a roof. You can't just delay it. Because they've planned this game for, for a year now. It's going to be ruined by a bloody sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please play a whole of sandstorm? Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. I love sandstorm by Darude. Will, a disappointing night for Melbourne Victory fans. Yes. The A-League Grand Final, of course, took place up there in Sydney. Yep. And it was a thrilling one-all draw at the close of play. It was. After 90 and then 120 minutes, it was one-all and went to penalties, in which Sydney managed to cling on to a deserving victory after one of the best seasons the A-League's ever seen. Is that when How good were Sydney this season? They only lost the one game, MJ. Is that right? Yep. Well, And, of course, they had Milos Nikovic, who was the Johnny Warren medalist. For, oh, he's good. He, he's the A-League's Brownlow. Is that the Norm Smith or the Brownlow? That's the Brownlow. Okay. He might have won the Norm Smith tonight, too. Who was your best on, out of interest? Um, Archie Thompson, I thought, was <laughs> very good tonight. Very good. You were in your depth until I asked you an actual question. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, it was held at Allianz Stadium. Yep. So that is the rectangular stadium up there in Sydney where mm-hmm. they held a rugby union match the night before. Oh, did Last they? night, the Waratahs. So they tore it up and mm-hmm. there was a lot of controversy about that. But uh, because it seems the, to Because have... soccer players or you know football players, they, yeah. they do like things to be well, 
nice and flat. And well, they require it. Yeah, they re- they're a bit precious, I think. Well, they require a carpet. They need because the, invo- the ball has to roll smoothly along the surface. Well, that's true. So you don't want any speed bumps. Yeah, because the you can't. You don't know what you're getting when you pass the ball. So I, I understand okay. their frustrations, Fair but enough. anyway, it seems to have held up fine mm. tonight. And like I said, I think the deserving win has got over the yeah. line. And now, as we were sitting here watching Archie Thompson dominate tonight, yeah, um, we thought <laughs> it we, we, that. Bloke who works for the Greenfield Post in their newsroom, yeah. who uh, is our colleague. Yeah, Rudy um, from the newsroom. He, le- regular listeners yeah, know him. He's been on this show before. Yeah. He's, he's the b- biggest Melbourne Victory fan going around. That we know. I think he does a podcast, a oh, Melbourne yeah. Victory podcast. I don't think anyone would actually listen to it. I, well, hang on. I think they might have a, 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 a passionate following. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, not well, right maybe, off his uh, maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, but we thought we'd give him a call as the penalties were going down. Yeah. Just to see. He was at a pub somewhere here in Melbourne. He wasn't impressed. No. What? What do you want? Rudy, it's MJ and Will. Rudy. It's gone to penalties. What do you want? Yeah, that's, that's what we want to talk. We want to talk about the penalties. They're about to take the first one, mate. I can't talk to you. He sounds so European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's hung up on us there. He was genuinely annoyed at us. He there. was pissed off. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I haven't really seen him in that environment before. So no. yeah, that quite surprised me. We tried calling back to get an actual update and to get some atmosphere. Yeah. He wasn't having a bar of wouldn't, us. Wouldn't cop it. Wouldn't pick up again. So Good thanks on him, a lot, mate. Rudy. Yeah, no, he's just passionate. Yeah. If he was just as passionate about turning up on time, he might, that's <laughs> he right. might be a better operator. <laughs> Maybe he would be. <laughs> Deliver some news stories yeah, for us. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, great game of uh, A-League up there in Sydney tonight. Yeah, good on him. Mm. Now, uh, who else do you think played well tonight? <laughs> uh, Mark Viduka. The Greenfield Post on Triple M. MJ, quirky week of footy. Absolutely. Now, we've tried to bring something that hasn't been seen before, on or off yep. the field, every week. Well, that was our challenge. And mm. like I said off the top, it's the first week in history that every game has been won by a team below the other on the ladder. Great stat. And another interesting thing that came out of the mm. footy this week, this was in a VFL game down at Simmons Stadium in Geelong. Now, what happened? Never-ending siren. What went on? The, you're listening to it. They had to cancel the game. Well, the whole game was cancelled. Everyone went off the field. We well, can't play with this. The <laughs> siren's going. <laughs> How do you know when the match ends? Oh, I'm picturing the guy up in the on the booth just trying to... Like, <laughs> It, it won't stop. It won't stop. I'm doing everything. Oh, God, that's that's a it's, worse it's, nightmare. It's something out of a nightmare. So it just kept going, did it? And never-ending siren. I don't think we've ever seen that before. And so have you got the details there? Was it the game cancelled completely, or did they eventually manage to squeeze the red button up? That's interesting. I don't, yeah, I think it was one of... I reckon that's what's yeah. happened. Have, it's you one seen, of those... have you seen at the MCG what the siren looks like? No. You can see it on level three at the MCC. Yeah. You can look, sneak a look in, and they're like two big red buttons that have to be pressed simultaneously. Simultaneous buttons? Yeah. I think so. Like uh, nuclear codes. Yeah, or I watched them um, one day when Collingwood was having a particularly bad match. Yeah, it kept me very entertained. Yeah, you just want to <laughs> jump in there. And <laughs> it's a lot better than watching Jesse White play. I can promise you that. Press the red buttons. What have you got yeah. for me? Well, Jaden Hunt. Did you see his interview in the Herald Sun today? I did not. He jumped to our attention a couple of weeks ago when he took a massive stand against the AFL. Yeah, self-proclaimed weird unit. Yeah, and it was a very brave stand he took. A very important social stand. Yeah, he wanted to wear a headband during a game. And, uh, oh, good on him. I, I really backed him in, in for that me too. Uh, little stunt. I think we described him at the time as the Rosa Parks of headbands. <laughs> I think that's what we did say, the Rosa Parks. And the AFL crumbled. They, yeah, not, that, they were helpless. They originally banned it, and they just couldn't do anything about it. So they're just letting him wear whatever kind of headband he wants. Yeah. I'm, I'm anticipating in a couple of weeks he'll rock out with one of those big sort of Indian <laughs> with feathers <laughs> like sticking out. Yeah, like sort of Captain Jack Sparrow style. <laughs> well, short of Gil McLaughlin walking hmm. out, just marching out into the G and snatching it off him like his mum, Yeah, I don't know what else they can do. The AFL, they're powerless. Oh, they could just find him, actually. 
Oh, that yeah. If you're getting a grand fine every <laughs> it's week, costing you a grand. That every adds up week. quickly. Yeah. Now, did you know these things about Jaden Hunt? And I'm learning them from the article in the Herald Sun today. Did you hear about how he went to Luna Park on the Easter weekend? Oh, that rings a bell. He said he went there. He went on a couple of rides. He was on the way home from losing to Frio. Yeah. And he just went walked in there, um, went on a couple of rides, had the time of his life, and walked out with a big smile on his face. Just to cheer himself just up. To cheer himself up. That's weird. So I love that. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Have you heard about his middle finger? <laughs> <laughs> No, you haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard about many people's well, middle fingers. I'm reading from the Herald Sun here. It says um, his middle finger is unusually long um, <laughs> and often appears photoshopped on camera and unnaturally disproportionate in real life. Like it actually is disproportionate? Or people... His middle his middle finger, which I'm holding up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive. Yeah, and appara apparently back when James Frawley was uh, back at the club yeah. and he was just in his first year, I'll read his quote here. He says, in my first year, Coke was at the bottom right of the vending machine. Yeah. And Frawley would always pull me aside and make him get him free Coke. Are you joking? Because he could get his little finger right up into the vending machine. I'm, I'm picturing like E.T. Yeah. Just like wrapping around just, a Coke. E.T. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just like could, yeah. bending so around yeah, the contours of the just, vending machine. He just fingers his, the machine and the Coke comes out. That is a troubling Incredible. Sight. Now, that, that's not the weirdest thing in this article. That's not the weirdest. No, the weirdest thing is this bit here, which... I'm just going to read the whole thing. Okay, good. Because there's no context to it. Shoot. It's just there's one line in the article. It's, either side doesn't justify this quote. <laughs> there's no more detail. There's no question. Yeah, I'm a quirky guy, he said. Yeah. Full stop. The latest thing is I have a weird relationship with owls. I can't go 24 hours without seeing some sort of owl, real or fake. What? There's no context, I told you. You're telling me Sam Landsberger didn't follow up about the he owl follow up. remark. <laughs> The biggest news story is dropped on Sam Landsberger's. <laughs> He's buried the lead. He's here. buried the lead. That's exactly what he. Jaden Hunt involved in our conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish the age weren't on strike so someone could oh, follow up on this. Goodness. Yeah. Owls follow Jaden Hunt wherever he goes. I know. But how many That's, times have you seen an owl in like your whole life? That, they have to double double string the top of the MCG when Melbourne play. Yeah, because the owls, owl infestation. It's like Hogwarts. <laughs> the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Well, this segment it started from nothing. But it's really started to get legs now. It's snowballed. It was born because normally we focus on sport yep. and some of the silliest stuff. But I th yeah, I think we've been too silly but in yeah. the past. But Sunday nights, people are dying out for some, you know, interesting, thought-provoking news. Yeah, which is what uh, the sixty minutes and Sunday night they all they do. They, they've really uh, flourished in this time slot. That's right. So but, I think we should aim. Yes, try to steer in that direction a bit more. I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think so. Now. It's been so successful, it's got its own intro now. I've heard this. I, I, I haven't heard the actual intro. But... Will and MJ's Serious News. <laughs> no, no, no. Serious News. Oh, I do like that. That's menacing. So, yeah, yeah. Now, you've, got, you've said, I've done it in the past. You've done it each week. And you've said, this week, it's my turn. Please. And I need to bring something super serious to the table. Let me shoulder the load, because I think I've got a serious news story that the, the people need to hear. Go on. So, during the week... There was, of course, a emergency meeting called at Buckingham Palace. Oh, very serious. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I've gone straight into the heavy mm. stuff. Now, everyone started speculating what might have happened, and they immediately jumped to the extremes. Maybe the Queen's died. People feared the worst very that, that quickly. That was jumping around Twitter, mm. and then people started to get a bit more realistic, and they thought Prince Philip's, he's about five years older. Mm. He, you know, he might be the one with health problems. Maybe Prince Philip has died, and that became... Yep. popular around the world and it turns out prince mm. philip's stepping down that, uh, yeah so in the end it was just 
It was a bit of a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Interesting, nonetheless. But then The Guardian wrote, put, put together this piece titled, What Would Happen If the Queen Died? Oh, this is interesting. Yep. And serious. This is very interesting. And mm. they said, if time came mm. where the Queen died, the first person... And it will come eventually. Yeah. No one lives forever. Of course. Now, when the last head of monarch, that mm. was, of course, King George VI, mm. he was the last British monarch to pass. He died in 1952. And the code word that palace workers used when he died was... Hyde Park Corner. Okay. So I think that's a notable place in London. Oh, Hyde Park. Hyde Park and yeah. then on the corner. Yeah. I don't know. But there would have been a lot of confused palace but then, workers, but that I was assume. Bef- that was before Twitter and all that kind of you thing. You couldn't tweet Hyde Park Corner. No. And if you did today, no one would know what you meant. Okay. But back then, if you sent a, I don't know, a Morse code, or mm. that's that would mean the king has died. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what the code word is if the queen dies? What? They've published the code word? Yeah. The secret code word. It's not... The Guardian's printed it for everyone to read. Okay. So it's not very secret anymore. But this is mm. what happens. The Queen's private secretary, yep. Sir Christopher Guite, he'll call the Prime Minister and he'll use this code word. Mm-hmm. London Bridge is down. It's so, a, what, it's a code sentence? Yeah, it's a code sentence. And all the palace workers will be running around just saying, oh, London, oh, Bridge, London Bridge is down. Is down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Which I, I, I predict would be very confusing for a lot of uh, palace workers. <laughs> what, what if the London Bridge is down? Oh, they'd say the queen has died. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. So what? So, but then, the, yeah. People so the be- prime minister picks up the phone and someone says, "London Bridge is down." Yeah. And then he just goes, "What? What? <laughs> what? The London Bridge is down? That's a that's an emergency. Is yeah. that a terrorist attack? <laughs> oh no, the queen's died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happened. thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were expecting casualties. That's our, oh God, that is so that, confusing. That'd be just a, a nightmare to rebuild and. I reckon that's uh, the lesser of two evils if the Queen died. Oh, I don't think we need to get into that detail. <laughs> I don't know if we need to go there, do we? Just make it just make it like a bang my funny bone. Or, yeah. just, or uh, something that can't be mistaken. Yeah. Like there's a panda in my kitchen. Or something like that. You know what I mean? London Bridges Down is the worst code name ever. Because it actually applies to an actual emergency. Absolutely. I reckon that's good. You just say, yeah, bull in the china shop. And no no one knows what that could be. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. I think we should get on to the Guardian. Can can we call MIA or... Yeah, MI6, you mean. Oh, MI6. You know, James Bond's company. I'll I'll, I'll call Charles, you call the Queen, and Mm -hmm. then we'll get this sorted. Absolutely. Have we there's a panda in the kitchen? No, let's go panda in the kitchen. Okay. (laughs) This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, MJ, I'm not sure if you noticed, but there was one of the greatest human athletic pursuits, I think, that has ever been achieved this weekend. What happened? Now, reigning Olympic marathon champion, Mm. I'm not even going (laughs) to... I just saw his name for the first time. (laughs) I'm not going to have a crack. Give it a crack. Where do you reckon he's from? Uh, Ethiopia. Kenya. Oh, okay. One of the two. (laughs) (laughs) He had a a coin toss there. Um, Elliot Kipchog has had a crack at trying to break the mythical two-hour mark of a marathon. Gee, that's and it's quick. sponsored by Nike, mm. and it's this experiment. Now, it wasn't an official thing. He had uh, pace setters around him, and I think mm. they had a car that had like a laser beam in front of him that was tracking uh, where the two-hour mark was. Okay. And he fell agonizingly short. How close did he get? Two hours and 24 seconds. Oh. Which is heartbreak. So but he's missed still, it. he's missed that. No one's ever cracked that two-hour mark. No, no one's ever done it. Because oh. I think, it, I think from memory, it was the anniversary of Roger Bannister breaking the four-minute mile. Ah, okay. From whatever that was. Well, it was Fifty-four. Yeah, we actually had that at trivia the other we day. Did. Well done. Um, but I think 
from what I understand, it's the fastest marathon ever run. Yeah. But I don't think it counts because he wasn't against anyone. Okay. It was so just an experiment to, to see, see how if fast. It could happen. Yeah. How fast a human can yeah. go. My favorite Facebook comment, because we usually say Facebook comments for the outro. Yeah, we do. On the Fox Sports article, they've posted it up. It's like, oh, greatest achievement ever. Da, da, da. And the top comment got all the likes. It just said, he's got a sloppy rig with no ticker. <laughs> <laughs> this is the skinniest bloke yeah. you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and he's got nothing what, but ticker. What, who was that bloody Jeffrey in Altona Meadows? Yeah. He hasn't been outside in bloody four days. <laughs> I mean, he's had a sip of his Red Bull as he's... Uh, well, he's got that close that now. Well, it's doable. It's very It'll doable. happen. It'll and, be- if, and he thinks, I didn't get under, but the world is just 25 seconds away. With perfect training preparation, those 25 seconds can be gone. Isn't that inspiring? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's going to happen. Now, what else? I would have... love it if an Australian did it. Yeah. Is Steve Monaghetti too old now? I reckon Monaghetti would be a bit... Uh, Probably a bit past it. He's a bit past it. Oh. But it's hard to it's hard to fathom. It's still in like two minute Ks. Is it two minute Ks? It's a bit over... It's like two and a half minutes. Bloody hell, that's flying. I don't think either of us could do that if we just had a K in front of us. No, which absolutely is, not. It, it's a mind-boggling feat mm. achieved by a human. That, do that 42 times. Yeah. Wow. What a stat. Well, that, that'll be broken in the next five years, I guess. I reckon probably by the same bloke. Because mm. he's quite old himself. Yeah. He's, no, uh, he's no young... Uh, Whippersnapper. No young chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call him. Well, this has been the Creepfield Post on Triple M. <laughs> he's no young chicken. He's no young chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday night. After a game between now and then would have been played in China, Will. By this time next week, we'll have just finished watching the China game. So, yeah, we'll report back with what we've seen, yep. see if any athletics broke down. That's right. And we'll be a week older and not young chickens anymore. No, we'll be, we'll be older chickens by this week, time next week. <laughs> and please jump on Facebook, like our Facebook page. We're going to have some videos up. That's right. And the Greenfield Post Facebook page of as well. Course. Well, there's plans for a big video tomorrow. There is. What time? About midday ish. Oh, geez. Hang on. Don't put the. Oh, people are going to love this video. People are going to love This has been the Greenfield Post (laughs) on Triple M with Will and MJ.